Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Filmmaking Sucks. Where we tell you about all the mistakes you can make while producing a film and explain how you can avoid them yourself. You did that very well. Thank you. Oh, and we're your hosts. I'm Lynn. And I'm Manny. And, and we have a special guest. Another special guest. Hi, everybody. I'm Loren Malloy. Happy horrors. Cool. All cool. right, Loren. Gotcha. All right, because some people say Lauren, some you say Loren. Loren. Yeah, it's Loren Malloy, but when people call me Lauren, I kind of just... Deal with it? Yeah. Just, all right. It's like when they say Molly instead of Malloy. There's an extra O, but, you know, you just quietly correct them. No biggie. Okay. All right. Once in a while, I get somebody who says Lindsay. Lindsay. And I'm like, hey. it's Lindsay, but why does it have an A in it? Because I'm a girl. <laughs> because my mama thought it was awesome. <laughs> actually, my, my sister Lauren, actually Lauren. Mm -hmm. Yes. The real she, uh, Lauren. <laughs> my parents were like, I think we should name her Rebecca. My dad was like, I think we should name her Nicole. And my three-year-old sister was like, you know what? No, we should call her Lindsay. <laughs> and they listened to the three-year-old. <laughs> All right, that works. Fun fact. Yeah, I was named after an Italian actress, Sophia Loren, and oh. that's how it kind of got stuck. Oh, I see. So, Loren. Yes. Tell us, what do you do, and why should we listen to what you have to say? <laughs> um, I am a horror author. I have four novels out right now. I have another one coming out in March 2018. And I, uh, I tour around different conventions sharing my books with everybody. And they're all different kind of horror novels. So one's about an immortal cannibal who hunts down serial killers. What are the names of them? Give everybody the names. Sure. Um, the first one is a dark poetry horror book, which is called uh, Black Dreams and Shattered Illusions. Yeah. I actually wrote a children's book after that, a uh, illustrated children's book for my nieces called Where Did All the Dragons Go? Uh, mm -hmm. Then I came out with The Very Devil Herself, which is an immortal cannibal hunting down serial killers. And then the next one is The Storyteller of Pain, which is about a psychiatrist and an evil surgeon and lots of demons, and she has to try to figure out how to survive all of it. Okay. So. Wow. <laughs> do you have anything to say? I have two of those books. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I see them. I'm very honored that They're you have right them. Right on my bookshelf. My moment of pride. Did she sign them for you? She did. Okay, oh, good. yeah. Yes. Uh, otherwise, I was going to throw a marker at her head. <laughs> each book has a little personalized inscription oh. to each person who buys one. Oh, okay. So how long have you been writing novels? Actually, I've been writing, writing for about four years, um, but I've always kind of loved writing stuff. So even when I was a little kid, I always had little short stories mm -hmm. um, and things like that. And then one day I just had the book in my head and I knew I had to get it all on paper and that was The Very Devil Herself. Okay. And uh, it was just one of those, the whole thing hit me in the head and I saw the whole thing like a book and like a movie and everything. I was just like, I have to make this. Mm. And that's kind of been the calling that I realized that it's going to be forever now. So, Okay. Because I, I have another one coming out in March and that one's about a peeping Tom turned killer. So okay. each one's very different. I don't really have a specific only, you know, cannibals or only this. Mm -hmm. like, I, I like all the different types and I hopefully throughout my career will be able to touch all the different topics in a unique, different way than it's ever done. Um, all horror or branching out? I think probably just horror, unless I also write some more children's books, because mm -hmm. that has actually gone really well, too. A lot of um, 
elementary schools have been reading it in their classes. Kids have been bringing them in. I've been getting a lot of parents saying, you know, I bought this book for my kid and she absolutely loves it. It's the bedtime story every night. And that one has a very lightful message. And I kind of want to put that balance out there. I write really gory, graphic, (laughs) horror stuff (laughs) that don't pull any punches because I kind of feel like not enough women do that kind of thing. And I really wanted to be one of those. The badass chick that writes really, you know, messed up horror stuff, you know, eating noses and things like that. And then I wanted to have something that- yeah, took that corner right there. That you know, the woman writing woman stories. Is that going right over your head? <laughs> yes. He's gay. Yeah. Yeah. What does that make him a woman? He's gay. Never mind. No, that's not cool. Moving right along. That's not cool, bro. <laughs> so he took that corner. That's all he I took was that saying. corner. He took the corner. Why has it got to be a corner? What that, what's up with the corner? <laughs> Nobody puts wrong, baby wrong, in the corner. Okay. Here. I know, I'm okay. just kidding. <laughs> Nobody puts baby in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> but I think what? the only other thing besides writing horror that I probably would do would be writing more elementary level kids books. Just because okay. between my nieces, I, I feel bad I don't have enough things that I can read with them. And I'm not reading The Very Devil Herself to a seven-year-old. That is not okay. Why not? So, <laughs> and then, dear child. It's, it's the same reason why they haven't seen Blood Slaughter Massacre, but they've seen Attack of the Brain People. Because their parents won't let them? Oh. <laughs> I watch Creepshow with the, with the three-year-old. I don't see the big deal. <laughs> I, have, I have no morals, though. <laughs> you just want to get out of babysitting duties. That's pretty much it. That's pretty well, much when it. my nieces get a little older, whether they like it or not, they're going to be watching all sorts of horror. So my poor sister-in-law, tough nuggies. <laughs> we're, very, we're very lucky in that our nieces are, are embracing of horror. Like, yeah. especially the little one. The little one is just like, she sees horror on the TV and she's like, oh, that's this awesome. This is amazing. That's how I was since a small child. I think the very first horror movie that I call horror I was like four when I saw Beetlejuice for the first time on mm. HBO. Now we don't even consider it a horror movie, but when mm. I was a kid, I turned on that, I clicked those, you know, those 13 channels, I actually pulled <laughs> yeah. that dial, and it tube turned on, and it wait, was wait, the, you had to use your hands? I had to use my hands like and actually turn like toy. a little circle <laughs> and hear that click, Barbaric. and suddenly... <laughs> HBO popped up and there was the scene where she ripped her face off in the closet. Uh-huh. I was four and all I was like, <laughs> parents run in, turning off the TV. What were you doing? Blah, blah, blah. About like three weeks later, I had to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> and I've loved that movie ever since. Same thing with Hellraiser. I think I was like maybe seven, maybe. And it was on TNT, turned yeah. on the TV wow. or something. And it was like, Jesus, what? What are you, what are you wowing at? <laughs> Dude, I was, I was such an innocent she child. Thought I was, she like, thinks, I lived she thinks in a I'm box. weird for having I watched in these films box. when I was so young. No, see, I wasn't purposely you're doing weird. <laughs> You're weird because you didn't. That's what was weird. You're yeah. weird because you didn't watch them when they were young. <laughs> but it was. It was the scene where you know he's literally Jesus wept and his face is exploding. Yeah. That was the moment I turned on the TV. You know, I was like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> see, now when I was seven, my dad, my dad gave me Jurassic Park, the book. Aww. Where like in the beginning of the book, the baby's face is like ripped off. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what is happening? Well, I made the same mistake with the movie Reservoir Dogs. I was same around that kind of age, and it used to be VHSs. So my mom would record stuff and write it on it. I couldn't read the first word, but I saw dogs. So it's like four thirty in the morning again. Everyone's <laughs> sleeping. I'm gonna watch about dogs. Put it in. It's the freaking ear scene. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my poor parents. I kept waking up to like nightmare yeah. screams. <laughs> to like horror movie and they're like what were you doing it said dogs it's no dogs on here it's just an ear <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> still one of my favorite movies like 
I think you got to be almost scared to death, and then you're like, I loved that. It's yeah. <laughs> kind of how it goes. It's kind of how it goes. I've been watching Creep Show since I'm four. Oh yeah, it's a great Creep show in Halloween three and. Altered states. I watched like Disney through like age thirteen. I, I, I watched Disney <laughs> all the time, by the way, because I think I my mom was Robin trying Hood. to fix the other part. She's I like, watched the Disney Robin Hood. That was like my favorite. Do, 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 Disney. Do, do, yeah, do, do, that was my favorite Disney do, do, movie. Do, 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 do. And everybody, okay. everybody else cared about it then, and I liked Robin Hood. No, I love. I see. I still watch all the Disney stuff. I'm that person, I guess, because I also worked with aggressive autistic kids for nine years, and before that, I worked through the school system as a volunteer here helping all the special needs and all that stuff so you mm. watch all this kid stuff just so when one of them has having a meltdown you know what to talk about or whatever so I've always watched all this kid stuff and then I'll watch like a Disney movie and then be like oh cool then I'll put Hellraiser on and I'm like yeah. alright like it's that back and forth like I can yeah. listen to hardcore metal music and then put Disney music on and be like do 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 it's entertaining to drive with me seriously it's always a party in the car might be a kid's party might be some other party in a party four kids all of a sudden with the bah with the as long as it's not an Anita Blake party, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm you don't good. like the rainbow tigers? No, thank you. I'll pass. I don't, I don't need How a about the swan man? The, the swan man. Swan. Okay. There's a swan man? It's, all, it's amazing. Swami? That's what they think? Oh, that's God, what they Swami? Swami? This is what happens when you guys get outnumbered. This is, this is why we separate you. <laughs> Be afraid, be very afraid. <laughs> so anyway, he's gonna wrangle us back in because yes, we have a we have a show to do. Rainbow tigers. We have a show. I can call a child back up here and she can talk instead. But let the four year old come up and talk to the four year old about rainbow tigers. Rainbow I don't tigers. think so. Let's no. let's no, let's, let's move along. She would be. Probably. I want to read that book. Everyone should. And your brother will never speak to me again. Wow. Well, <laughs> some of the words would be big enough. I think she'll be all right for now. <laughs> so, okay. So your first. <laughs> it is always chaos when I'm around. Don't mind this, folks. Right. <laughs> At least it's fun. So you said before we before we started, um, you were talking about how you write. Four books at a time. Yes, I do. I call it the lazy Susan effect. Okay. <laughs> Not because it's lazy, but the actual. Do you guys remember those things? Yes. Yeah. I used to love one of those, except I would spin it too fast and everything would go flying off. I was oh, that man, child. We had, what, we had one that had like sunflowers painted on it. Oh yeah. And I feel like you did it fast enough, the sunflower would kind of like merge. Oh, like an optical like, illusion yeah. when you were doing like the bird in the cage. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do actually. I I predominantly write more than one novel at a time, and I know that sounds weird, but I'll write a section of, let's say, when I first started, The Very Double Herself, and I'll get to a certain point where, let's say a character is gonna get hurt, and since I'm writing it, they become near and dear to me, so to, to know it's coming up to a point where somebody's gotta die that you liked, you, you don't always love that feeling. You don't really have enough beverages to handle that <laughs> moment sometimes. And instead of me having writer's block, what I say is I, I turn the table, I switch it to the next novel, and I start working on that one. And for me, 
I can multitask no problem. So I have an entire novel of one thing, you know, 16th century London serial killer stuff, and it's all in my head. And then I spin that table, and now I'm working on, you know, it's 1920s in Danvers Lunatic Asylum with a psychiatrist and demons. And then all of a sudden, yeah. (laughs) And then I go, and all of a sudden I'll get to a part where I'm like, oh, she has to get hurt. Oh, I can't handle that tonight. All right, and I'll turn the table again, and I'll start writing about the peeping Tom turn killer. Mm. And it's like, oh, a little too much peeping. Oh, go back to the very devil's self, let her eat her nose or something. (laughs) And that's really how I do that, because... Which is, like, crazy smart, because, like, how many times I've hit a point in a story where I'm like, I don't know where to go from here. Yeah. And then you hit that wall, and then you just stop. And for me, my problem with that is, I could, this, for me, I can see so many different, let's say, endings that what ending do I want to use? Which one is either too hokey, been overdone, or will take another 400 pages to make sense? You do not want to pay for a $1,000 page novel. That's expensive. (laughs) Even, you know, coffee table books wouldn't match that. But Mm -hmm. you have to, that's the other problem for me is I can almost, it's almost like those pick your own adventure kind of things in my head. So each novel, it's like at this point, this could happen, this could happen, this can happen. Where do I want to take it to get it back to where it is? And some of those, it's like, which one would be best? Which one hasn't already been done so many times yeah. that I want to bash my own head in? Mm. And that sometimes is why I do that lazy Susan effect. It's like, I got I to gotta let them walk all those paths and see which one comes out the best because that's actually what I do in my head. Mm. It's almost like each one of them walking down that maze or that labyrinth and it's like, mm. oh, you fell in the pothole. Come back, come back, come back. We got two and out the one. That's not going to work. <laughs> and it's like three o'clock in the morning and I'm staring at my computer going, all right, chickadee. Back to the other novel, because like, <laughs> yeah, like everyone has to die. No, 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 no. That won't make a good ending. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> it was, it was all a dream. No, no, no. Yeah. Come on back. Come on back. The four, four chapters were all in italics. No, 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 no. Can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you keep them straight? They just are. Because, like, yeah, that, that it's so that's such a weird process. Because, like, I'm lucky if I finish one story at a time. But, um, see, I've never. I don't think I've ever been attached to a character I've written yet. Okay. I haven't found any character that I've written yet that I just like, I love this at all, even. Hmm. Of everything we've of everything I've written, all this all the few scripts there's never I've never been attached to a character yet. Huh. So I've never had that problem where I get to a point where it's like, no, I really don't want to do this to them. Fuck that. Throw, throw them through a window. But see, them. that's but that's also for me. Like yeah. um, in, in the first novel, well, there's a main character. That ability to connect to a character. I've never I don't know, so that's why, that's why I don't like writing, I think. Yeah. I think, that might I think be you're my... more visual, maybe. So, oh, totally. So totally. you connect to a visual character where on paper, it's just on paper for you. Yeah. But for me, see, it's not that I connect to this character so much that, oh, it's like, I know it's coming up and I have to kind of prepare myself to make sure I do it well. So if to do a death scene well without it being ridiculously hokey, you have to put a lot of thought into it in a way. And for me, like, I don't know what... Um, celebrity or author said it. it could have been Stephen King where he's like where he said something like kill off everybody kill off the ones you love kill off the you know your favorites all that stuff you have to kill somebody off to hit those heartstrings one way or the other to spur on this or that depending how it goes mm-hmm. for me there are those moments where it'd be like he was a cool character but he's gotta fucking die mm-hmm. and in that moment 
it, it's kind of shitty because it'd be like, all right, I'm saying goodbye to somebody. But at the same time, I don't have that full, like if I had to kill off the main character and start over, I really couldn't care. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, you do that, then you can't have another Alexandria novel in so, another time period. So for you, it's actually like the words in creating the scene. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I think so that's, it's not really about characters, it's about the scene. Yeah, and for me, because I see everything like a movie in my head, it goes from... I mean, I could tell you in each room what the walls looked like before I even wrote it, you know, what the details, all that stuff. Now, you don't want me to spend three pages telling you about tassels or this well, or that. Anne Rice made a whole career doing that. Yes, and no offense to her, <laughs> that is not my style. <laughs> and that's probably why that's my first statement, because exactly, I closed that book. I was like, I don't care about the tassels in another room that we're not in. Uh, <laughs> but... For me, it really is that kind of thing where I think about all those characters. Because I see the whole thing, like I said, beginning to end, every moment of it is just a flash thought, finished movie. And then it takes me forever to figure out how to put it into written word. You're talking about some black mist rising. And if you just say a black mist rose, you're going to be like, uh -huh, that's stupid. Okay. You're going to be like, uh -huh. but if you actually start <laughs> thinking about it and you have to find those right words that really push that thought across where you're not going... It's okay. It's a mist. Who cares? Instead of, oh, it's a mist. I mean, you that's gotta, the big difference. You have to make difference. the audience feel the mist. You have to exactly. Make the audience see the mist. Yeah, they have to be. It has to be tangible. Yeah. And I think that's always my my caution moment is when I'm looking at it. I do want to make sure that I'm not going. And then the mist rose and he screamed. Uh, that nobody cares. That's, that's a script. Yeah. Hmm. That's, that's how you read a script. Right. That because yeah. you're expecting that person. Take that over, make it, it good. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. see it, right? Exactly. Yeah. You're and then you're gonna be like, it. you're not that scared because you bump it up a notch mm -hmm. instead of on the paper and be like, <laughs> yeah, just bump it up a notch in your head, people. You're reading this, just bump it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm bored, <laughs> right? Because you imagine this little like, you know, bump it up in your head. <laughs> yeah, this little quote in there, just anything you read, just bump it up a notch for yourself. All right, <laughs> have a nice day and enjoy. Happy hours. No, no. that does not make good anything. Insert your own description here, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> instead choose your own adventure. Choose your own description. Mad <laughs> oh god that'd be great <laughs> so based on that then um are you when you're writing when, when you're writing when you're coming up with ideas and things like that are you more inspired by films or other books honestly or other writers rather both actually for me i have watched a lot of the old school horror movies like one of my all-time favorites is legend of hell house uh -huh. now i love the book by Rich, uh richard matheson thank you <clears throat> I have that book, Hell House. I've read it a thousand times over. The movie doesn't compare, but mm -hmm. the movie by itself is amazing. It's its own yes. thing, yeah. But when you read that book, there's so much left out that Nothing there are moments... Nothing having a seizure yeah, on the floor. exactly. <laughs> She's never seen it. Oh, <laughs> movie night. Okay, so I've read that book a thousand times. It's one of the few that I'll reread no matter what because yeah. there are moments where I even have to turn the light on. I'm like, oh. <laughs> the other one that always gets me is... Um, I think it's the original Shining. Mm. No. Um, oh, God, I just lost the name of it. But it's black and white, and um, it's in the 60s, and there's a scene going around the doorway, and I can't remember mm. the name of the movie right now, so I apologize. Mm. Um, but literally what they did was there's nobody acting. It's just a camera moving slowly around the door frame with sounds. And it was the scariest moment in that movie. And if I can remember, I'll... I'll Come back to you. It sounds familiar to me. It is, and it's one of those they remade it. So, it'll come. Haunt, House Surely on something. Hill? Yeah, House could on be. Hill? No, because that's no. the Vincent Price one. Yeah. Um, 
but it is. It's the other one. It's not Hell House. It's the Hill of Hell House or something like that. The, haunt, uh, the Haunting of Hell House. Yeah, thing. maybe that's what it is. With Shirley, the one that wrote it, Shirley. Oh, I apologize, guys. I'm drawing a blank. Another one. Yeah. But the moment is literally, all it is, it's like this door I'm looking at. And they just move around the door slowly. You are terrified by the time it's done. There's not a single person's face. Their door is not moving. There's not special effects. It's just breathing sounds in yeah. the way they did it. And that captivated my mind so hardcore for me that it was what made me want to be in horror and do something with horror no matter what yeah and for me between books and movies when you put it together you do get a whole bigger category to be able to find inspiration from Mm -hmm. so i think it really is both for me because sometimes the book is better than the movie sometimes the movie is better than the book and sometimes there's nuances from both genres that really need i think gotcha So, so when you're writing um Everything. So okay. So you're seeing everything as a movie. This basically means when you're so what you're saying is when you're writing it. It's really funny when you're trying to like put words to the like creative mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you're writing it, you're seeing it. Are you seeing it happening, or are you seeing how it's being like on a screen, yeah. or are you seeing it as though like you're in the room with it happening? Um. Actually, that's dependent on what I'm doing. At first, it's like I'm sitting and in my head, it's just instead of seeing whatever my eyes are seeing, I'm seeing the movie, Mm -hmm. like sitting in a theater. Then when I'm writing it, there will be moments where I literally have to force myself to visualize being in that room. Because otherwise, how does it make sense if this person's over here or over there? So I go from like macro to micro, micro to macro. I don't know. But like, (laughs) because there are moments where if I didn't be in the room with that person, I can't figure out how exactly they might have thrown it or, you know, yeah. the, the reaction that... Per- those those little, little... Nuances, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. See, I, I asked this, I, I'm, I don't know, I'm kind of figuring, trying to get it, because, um, okay, movies, everybody hates when I say this, but it's true, movies have rules. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Movies have rules, they have a structure, there's a certain way... Absolutely. To make a good movie, and there's a way to make a bad movie. It's it's true. It sucks. People hate it they, when I say that because it's artistic. There's a difference right. between a movie and an art film. Right. Art films have no rules. You do whatever the hell you want, how you want it. And that's what novels are. Novels and stories have no rules. Right. You can do anything. You can go anywhere. You can shift protagonists mm-hmm. half, literally yep. halfway through a book. Yeah. And the and, and and the readers will follow it as long as it's written well. Right. If you switched your protagonist through a film, you just lost. Oh yeah. Everybody yeah. who you built up for the you last forty five minutes. Yeah. You switch like um. What was it? What's the name of the 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 one where they switch protagonists? The only freaking movie, and it was in the book, and it drove you nuts. Horns. Horns. Oh, yeah. They switch protagonists. They okay. follow, like, he hits a point where he dies, and and this is like three quarters of the way into the book, and it's three quarters of the way into the movie, and then we follow the girlfriend. Oh. And now we tell the story from, we tell the, yeah. continu- not the whole story, yeah. but the continuation from that point forward from somebody else's perspective who we've never connected to. And why would we to? give a shit all of a yeah. sudden, right? Now, That's part a, of it. Yeah, but in a book, it works. Yes, it after, can. After a few pages, you start to go with her. Right. In the movie, you feel like it just ended. Right. And now we're going somewhere else. And It's like two-parters, and why did you push them together? Yeah, yeah. and it's only the last 20 minutes or so of the film. Oh, that but, would piss me. But it doesn't... <laughs> but see, that's the thing now. 
the director knew we cannot switch protagonists. We just can't do yeah. it in a film. Yeah. So he still kept it about him. Okay. You know, like yeah. it followed the structure that the book had, but he added other things of him. We I think we had flashbacks and stuff where we just kept going back to seeing him. Oh yeah. So he's still involved in the course of this, even Which though in the book work. visually he's still he's still part yes, of it. Exactly. Yeah. You're still seeing Which him. right then, all right, the yeah. rule plays, you're fine. Yeah. At it, least he's still throughout it. Exactly. Right. Well, I mean, I in think that book, was like in the World book War you Z. lost him for oh, a while. Yeah. In the yeah. book you lost him for a while, and then you right, you came back to yeah. him all the way at the end. But you had a good five, six chapters of just this girl. It's See, like, that would drive me nuts in a book also. Because unless for me, oh, but he's dead. See, see that's the thing. He, like we yeah. killed him, so now it's like, well, why do we have another hundred pages to this book? He's right. dead. Who are we? What are we doing exactly? Now? But I think if you know, I think if you could do because I have read books where all of a sudden it does do like yeah. a changeover, and I'll put a book down if I get annoyed within the first page after that because I'm like, you didn't do a good segue yeah. or you didn't do a good lead in to make me be like oh I give a shit if I otherwise it's like what the oh, well even in this you said this was very abrupt yeah it was this yeah. was like no, but whoa like, but but the book itself is very like no the fact that the perspective that you had in it in the book I I'm, explain this I didn't read it you need to I explain I barely remember this. what we're talking about so horns like, yes I remember it but remember I just don't remember read, being that upset about you, it yes you were you, you <laughs> lost your mind you took put the book down for like two or three days because you said the whole book was in his head yeah in his perspective entirely yeah and then yeah. it went out into, yeah then it was like more the outside world yeah, yeah. yeah. third person on another character yes. which is another one of those where if you're doing first person through a, a large part of the book and suddenly you're doing the last and the third person yeah. it's another one of those if you don't do that segue right it's kind of yeah. like <laughs> and that's me hitting and, the book against the wall well, I mean, that's I that think sound. you said World War Z but that's kind of no, no, no. short stories no it, it's not because it, it's I think what, what the problem with World War Z was and World War Z was incredible I mean um you are talking about a number of different characters around the entire world that don't have any interaction with each other and you're literally intercutting chapter with you're jumping. switching protagonists yeah. consistently yeah huh. Chapter after chapter after yeah. chapter after chapter. And then also when they gave us the movie, and it was like, who the fuck is this guy? Why am I only following him? It didn't have the same energy as the book. And mm. I think that was really the problem with that people had. I heard people that. Who yeah. loved the book, loved the energy. They loved and that's the that problem. like constant switch. And you love a book I and then say, the movie isn't. You and that's it. where I yeah. say, like, the movies, when you make a movie, you've got rules. two hours. Yeah to tell this story. Somebody can take that book and read it for the next six months before they yeah. finish it. Right. You know, and it's fine. Yep. People don't watch a movie for six months straight and take their time through it and and, and get themselves accustomed we to it. We don't even do that with like yeah. TV shows. We'll, we'll binge watch on Netflix and say, exactly. it was 67 episodes, I finished it a day and a half, I have to pee and I need food, I haven't eaten. Exactly. You know, when yeah. it comes to films and TV shows and things like that, when it comes to any visual medium, you get a, sort, a very we, short allotment that you have we to have impress to, with. Yeah, it's the only art form where people expect something out of it before they walk in. Yes, there's the demand and the expectation yeah. automatically with rules where, that you can't really mess with. Because yeah. think about certain aspects in certain movies, like even the vampire genre. You mess with certain st things about that All of a sudden they start sparkling and but, everybody loses their mind. <laughs> in a movie. In movies, sure. Yeah. But if it hadn't become a movie, nobody no. who cares about that no. would even know the books existed. Yeah. Their daughters would be reading it and their, and their wives would be reading it and they would have no idea mm. that these vampires are sparkling in right. this book. And they would have no clue if it right. wasn't for a movie. Right. And which is, which is where my thing is, I'm like, I don't care about it because it's not made for me. Right. Yeah. 
You know, just it's, oh no, and I know it totally I, was. That book was like every like it brought you back to being a fourteen year old girl again, <laughs> yeah. and you're like in that awkward skin where like everything is perfect, and your first kiss is going to be like the most amazing thing in the whole wide world. I don't know what world and you lived like, in, man. <laughs> like I read that I was I was I was teaching in a school, and someone's like, "You have to read this book." Put it in my hand and said, "Like I'll ask you in a few days." And it was like, "I'm working with this woman. I have to read this freaking book. Start reading it." And I'm like. Everyone sparkles. Everyone's so in love. And I kind of was like, oh no, it's a teeny bopper romance with sparkles and, and blood. Um, all right. I did get through all of them. I did actually get forced to watch all of the movies. Oh, I have not. And the first movie after I, I'm sitting there and it was one of those, I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe I'm here. And the first thing that happens is one of the scenes, they left out a huge section from the book. Yep. And in the middle of the theater, first time showing, and I'm like, what happened to it? <laughs> I got all mad. I didn't care about any of it. It's no. not something I'm thrilled with. No. But I was like, none of that makes sense if you didn't do the t- first, second chapter. Yeah. Like, why do we care? That makes no sense. And of course, the people around me were like, you shut up. I didn't read the book. I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm in that group. Okay. And I had to shut up because now I just want to yell at the screener all the time. So I'm like, this doesn't make sense because you didn't put that part of the book. Oh my God. And the casting was horrible. It was like, you know, now we have this like awkward girl who's just like making it like even more super awkward. And I'm like, what are you doing? I got like, uncomfortable no. in the theater. No, and I, I was like, I, I, can't, I can't even watch you. I can't even watch you. Please just. And it's the kind of thing where if that's something that somebody likes, fine. But yeah. when you make it a vampire that sparkles you better make that super clear ahead of time because yeah. anybody who didn't know that and saw the movie, yeah. I mean, you lost your mind. You're like, yeah. you go from Lost you know Boys what? and I True have, Blood to whatever yes, else. And, yeah. I can, and I agree with that. I think the, I, I honestly, I, I haven't read them and I saw that first movie and I still have not forgiven her for sending me through <laughs> no. that. No, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm I still understand. paying it back. Although, still paying I, have back. To, although I, I, do, I do have to say that for, because again, it's a teenage, it's a teen novel. It's, yeah. for, it's yeah. for young girls. The fact that they made it like it's not that they can't go out in the sunlight, it's that they they shouldn't, right? Because mm-hmm. suddenly now it's like they're obvious. Well, whoa, 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 what the hell's going on here? Yeah. Why are you suddenly glitter? Yeah, like yeah. that's an interesting way. Of, like, okay, it's it, now if they did that and but, make it like because they're vampires and they're so old, it's almost like alabaster, where that's why it sparkles because they've become almost like you had a good explain, scientific reason behind give it. Give me a reason yeah. I can again, hold on to. See, but again, it's for. 14 year old girls but also that's not how it was marketed originally it was not really marketed for 14 year old girls you wanted to be Mm. you wanted to be so hardcore dude it's not really it's more like I had grown women demanding me to read this book while I was working well you see but that and they're older than me but that goes back to what she said where she read it and she felt like she was a 14 year old girl again it made her so I'm looking at like okay so then it's appealing to that teenage girl it brings the youth back I guess it's one of those and I look at that it's like like, the nostalgia of like just before before the first boy broke your heart before the first boy cheated on you before before you got your heart broken, your girlfriend stole your boyfriend. Plus before vampires. All this nonsense happened. <laughs> yes, exactly. Where, like, okay. where love can still be a perfect, wonderful thing. I wish somebody would have told me that yeah. before I read the book, because then I would have looked at it in a different light. You look at it, you see, but that, yeah. that's, My, that's why, to yeah. me, yeah. I look at it like, it, to me, I equate it to like Dora the Explorer. It's made for two-year-olds. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's true. To her, the explorer but with sparkly vampires. I'd watch yeah. that. Back, 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 me, back, like, back. Gotta get the vampire. It's like Dora's made for two-year-olds. Mm-hmm. I don't. You don't see anybody losing their mind that Dora the Explorer exists. Yeah. Only if you but made it a live-action movie. But, but, even if, uh, but even if, but what I'm saying is, you don't see people getting upset over. You no. don't see action movie fans upset that Dora exists no. because it's for three-year-olds. Right. So why do horror movie fans get upset that Twilight exists? It's for teenage girls. Well, because it wasn't. It wasn't put that way. So when you it see was the a first... young adult book, it was marked as a yes. young yes. adult book. That's yes. what I'm trying to say. It's it's that's that's its audience. Right. It wasn't marketed for 35 year old fans. No, no 35 year old men. But that's also what we're saying. But, it's, but you're talking about 30 year old men who are upset that this exists. It's yeah. just, why do you give a shit? Exactly. 35 year old men, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, yeah. the horror the horror is not known for its open See, arms. And that's the thing. And, and it, it was a big point. it was a big switch over for. And I'm sorry, I'm getting on the soapbox again. Um, but it was it was a big thing. It was you know opening up the horror world to girls. And it's like, you know, and as much as like they can rant and rave, this is a whole new subgenre and you don't have to be a part of it if you don't want to. I mean, I'm not saying that I love Twilight because that movie, after I saw the first one, I was like, (laughs) never fucking again. And I've already given my books away. Yeah. But, um... But you that's, know, you're right. It's that kind of thing. And like, it and it like should be open to everyone. Yeah. So this is why I say like movies have rules. There's something that you, when you write a book to a movie, like you said, you did yeah. this to that and suddenly like, wait a minute, you, you skipped three chapters. How does this make any fucking exactly. sense? Mm-hmm. This shouldn't. So when I, so getting all of this roundabout went to when you're writing then, when you're writing your story and you're visualizing it, are you following movie rules or are you just like, this is a book and I can do whatever the hell I want with it? Do you look at it and say, is the audience going to follow this properly or fuck you, you're going to follow me whether you like it or not? I don't think I do either. <laughs> um, I think for me, and it's kind of just the old way I've always been, it, rules don't apply to me in uh-huh. a way. I'm not saying I break laws yeah. and stuff, maybe, you know, some speeding ones. But <laughs> I, I really, I'm not thinking about, you know, rules per se I do look through the book like we were saying at one point how I can see a book as a movie and go okay there's three or four or maybe 15 different kind of endings I could do here and that's where I go back to what will happen if I was a stranger and read this if I gave this to my random person and was like and I gave them this ending, would they get be like, yeah. this is bullshit? Or they'd be like, I've seen this a thousand times. Like my storyteller of pain, what I say is, I've seen The Exorcist, been there, done that, not going to do it again. So I'm not going to have it be a priest will save the day. I had to do it differently and not have any of that aspect yeah. in it. Because otherwise, you're going to be like, why do I want to read this? I could watch The Exorcist. Yeah. Like the, the only one we really talk about, about you know getting rid of demons in movies or books is kind of like The Exorcist. Right. Mm-hmm. So in that aspect, while I was working on that one, there were, especially the ending of that one, I did take a break and start working in my Lazy Susan aspect on another novel because there were so many different endings for that book. I didn't want it to be that cheesy where, you know the movies where you watch a whole hour and something and then you're about to see the ending and when it's over you go, wasted all that time, are you kidding? That's the ending. I didn't want that. So in a way, it's those moments where I think about it and say, if I was watching this and it wasn't my shit, would I yell at the screen if it was a movie? Would I be like, that is the stupidest ending, I can't believe I wasted my time? Or would I be like, oh, that's freaking clever. I never would have thought of that. I want it to be, that's freaking clever. So that's where I take a moment and start thinking about the public view of it in a way. Mm-hmm. But if I really liked an ending, that's the book, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you would just 
pro- and my hope, I would hope that you just fucking love the ending, you know? Yeah. Um, See, now it's interesting to me what you said earlier too about like how you're like, you're in the room with them and then you're out of the room and you're watching it like a movie. I think my problem as a writer is that I'm always in the room. Oh, you gotta so step like, back. Yeah. And I can't figure out how to step back because, and I find that like when I'm in the room with them, I know where I want the story to go but I can't bridge from here to there because I'm actually mm-hmm. in the room with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's because as writers, and this is another quote I read, and I'm not quite sure who said it, but uh, writing is like walking through a tunnel with a flashlight. You can't see the ending. All you can see is the steps in front of you. And if you keep going, you'll get to the end of that tunnel no matter what. You just don't know that you're getting there. You just know you got to keep following that. And that's kind of what it like is. I can't write unless I know where the end is. Yeah. Mm. unless I know where it's going to go, I'll just keep writing and writing and writing and it will not end. It'll just keep, Mm -hmm. the story will just get longer and longer. You know, to the point where I need, like, where am I going with this? Mm -hmm. I need to know what the end of the film is going to be before. (laughs) Sorry, there's music. I need to know what the end of the film is going to be while I'm writing it. I mean, yeah. I can start it off however I want, but I need to know where it's going to go. And see, for Otherwise, me, I do. I have that ending in my in head. I can directions. see, I can see like the ending of the new book. Yeah. I could see what I wanted it to be, mm. and it was a very general ending. It was very like, okay, and then I know this is where the end scene is. I know what it predominantly Has looks like. Has that changed? In the past, like you go, you know where the ending is going to go, then you get there and suddenly, you know what? Nope, I'm not doing that. And yeah, with the new book, it kind of did. It had, um, it had one ending where, um, it really to give spoilers. Oh yeah, no, no, no. it really, the one ending I had was kind of just like the end all kind of thing. Did anybody see Red States by Kevin Smith? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When he was describing making that movie. Uh, in one of his things, he was talking about, he's like, and then, you know, the angels descend and the bullet, <laughs> he's like, and oh, my God, and this, that, and the other. He's like, but that would cost, you know, $1.5 billion. Yeah. So I had to pick a different ending. That what, That's what flashed through my mind, that quote and conversation that I saw from him mm-hmm. when I was working on that ending. And I stayed up for about three days straight. I'm pretty sure I didn't really eat. <laughs> I had a few phone calls or are you alive? Because I was looking at that ending and going, too hokey, been there, done that, I would yell and throw the book. So I looked at that and said, okay, now I got to She's nodding her head because I know that she's read a lot of books where it's like, well, how the Hunger Games, Games, you lost your mind at the end of that book. Like you just changed, like her and two or three (laughs) other people I know who read it all said the same thing. They got to the end and the rules changed? Yep. What do you mean? Like how do we, how do we get to this? Like you broke your own rules of the story. Exactly. And that stuff drives me nuts. So did you get to the ending of the new book yet? No. Okay. So I'm not, that's why I also, I was pretty sure, so I'm not trying to ruin it, but that's why I kept hesitating because I see it on the shelf and I'm like I don't want to be like did you read it okay. <laughs> like, okay. um, but when I, I haven't read it I'm probably not going to I'm sorry but I don't read anything so no worries I don't read shit <laughs> believe me that's I'm why my bookshelf is reference books I don't read <laughs> like oh I need to know what this is flip to the page read two paragraphs got it and I put it in the I story. do that all day and all night I I'll be on I my phone read. and whatever but with the new book the ending how it happened was it really was I saw an ending and said oh this is too hokey for me and then took aspects out and then added a few in. And I got this kind of hit me in the back of the head. I was like, oh, 
yeah, no, that will work. That will work. And yeah. I don't. And and everybody who's reviewed reviewed the book so far, nobody was able to guess the ending, which you like. You don't want somebody to be like, oh, I knew that I was going to happen. I saw yeah. that coming a mile away. And yeah. all of them told me nobody guessed it. Nobody's even heard of such a thing before, and they were really impressed. I was like, oh, now okay, I'm super good. Excited. I hope so. When you read the ending, please let me know. I'd love to hear. But um, and that's what happened because it was. I saw the ending as just a general, and then had to add a little detail here and there to make it See, not hokey. My problem is that I always wind up like, you know, the the cover of where the sidewalk ends yeah. and there's like her and her dog are hanging out over here and then there's like another ledge over here. Yeah. But like that, I always wind up there. Like I get halfway through my story, and How I know where it has to go. To but I know I'm in this moment, and I see, and it's like then so I do you can what see you do. the other part, and I and I walk four different ways to try mm-hmm. and figure out how to get. And I still have I'm still I have this one script that's yeah. driving me crazy. I know where I'm going. I know where I'm at. How Did you write where you're going already? Yeah. No. So see, here's what I do also. With my first Writing book, backwards. What, with my first book, there is more than one historical serial killer that I looked up, researched, and used in the book. Mm-hmm. From one serial killer to the other, there was this big gap in my mind. And there was this moment of, I can't use that. You know, when you start thinking, you go either too hokey, et cetera, whatever. Yeah. And I got stuck. So I did my Lazy Susan thing. And all of a sudden, I realized, copy and paste is your best friend. So I wound up taking an entire section and realizing that if I move that section and just put it right above, it all melded because I changed three words. All of a sudden, it was like, click, click, and we were fine. So for me, I don't get hung up on linear order or whatever. Like It's not like I wrote the beginning, now I have to write the middle. I'll write whatever pops into my mind because we got copy and paste. So you can move that thing any way you want. So I wrote the ending for one book before I even wrote the beginning of another. Like... And then it's just, okay, moving it all over the place because my mind would be like, oh, that's exactly how that room has to be. I see all those details in that moment. And all right, maybe that's four really chapters. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, I can't stay there because otherwise they're cooking while someone's being killed in another country. Move it, move it, move it. <laughs> you copy and paste and all of a sudden now you got your middle or whatever. Yeah. I think people get too hung up on it has to be in this way. No, it's a creative flow. You do it your way, make sure. And by as long as when you look at it when you're done and it makes sense, mm-hmm. you're fine. And I think that's where books and movies have the difference. I was just going to say that because I'm working on a script and I know that I want a 30-minute short. I don't want anything longer than 30 minutes. Right. So I'm I'm where I'm at and I know how long approximately the ending is going to take. And I'm on page 11 (laughs) and I'm like... Oh, this I, is. <laughs> I got 19 pages to go. <laughs> I got 19 more pages to go, and I got like at least a nine nine minute ending or nine page ending. So and, now, and I'm, now, now I'm down now to I'm down 11, 10, 12 no, minutes. No, 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 10, or, 10 or 11 minutes, and I got all of this that I want to shove into it. So yeah. now I'm just like, yeah, you know, some part of me knows like just write it and then cut it. Yeah. But yeah, and you know, that's the other thing. I, I call it fluffing it up. I know that sounds strange. I, everybody has their little words, but I write everything out and then I go back through it. And I go, and I guess that's where I add a little thing here and there. Like, so as I go back through it, I'm like, oh, she could also be doing this. Cause I see it in my head. Cause I'm like, I'm standing next to her, let's say. Yeah. Be like, kind of want your faith, you got, you know, people on you. So then we have to go move on to the next spot, you know. And sometimes that really is how it helps. It's just write it out, whatever it looks like, however it is. And, and then, then walk it forwards and backwards. Yeah. And, and then it. just put it in the middle and go, okay. And just wiggle it just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that might help. Cause for me, 
I, I'm very unstructured. I mean, I, I can't have people telling me what to do with yeah. my own creations. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I know. So if somebody said, you have to do it a certain way, and that's why I always failed a lot of classes in school. I could write amazing stuff, but then I'd fail because I didn't do an outline first before I gave them a finished story. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. I can't. Uh, I was like, well, that's then, a- okay. I literally would stand there and be like, hold on, and do the stupid outline. I throw it, like, hand it at her in, like, elementary school. Be like, now I did it. She's like, but you did it afterwards. It has to be done first. I'm like, there's no have to. It's still good. I yeah. still should get an A on that. That's problem with the scientific method. Like, oh my God, like the scientific mm-hmm. method, like your hypothesis is wrong. And I'm like, but okay, but I did the experiment and it was correct. So yeah. what does it matter what I thought beforehand? Like, Because your hypothesis doesn't match the experiment you did. Shut up. It's like asking, why is the door square and then, <laughs> and then making donuts? <laughs> okay, that... No. Your hypothesis and but if it goes back to my question, if it answered my question, what does it matter what I thought? Why are doors square? Here's a cake. No, no, no. But that's my question. Like if you're talking about my question, (laughs) the door is a triangle. I have to get the square through it. My hypothesis is that the that the door is square. No, 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 no. That's what you're missing. My hypothesis is that the door is square to hold the building up. Here's a cookie. Then there's a hypothesis. There's a question. That's what I'm trying to say. Why is the door square? Why is the door square? The door is square because it's structurally sound. Prove it. And you come out with cookies. No. <laughs> no, no, no. no. If, if the but ending then... is a door is a jar, then it works. <laughs> Why is a door square? Because a door is a jar. <laughs> Just walk away. How <laughs> to befuddle everyone in one second. <laughs> fail. <laughs> you fail. Epic fail. A door is a jar. So what I... What I, want to, what I do want to make clear is because I say this a lot. I say how movies have rules a lot. And I want to make clear that they have rules, but you don't have to stick to them. Right. You absolutely, as you said, it is it is what it is. It's This is how you want it. And, you, and as long as you're happy with it. And a lot you know? of people have made really Amazing. interesting creative decisions that have either blown up in their faces or yes. been awesome. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that's just And that's just it. But- like. I think, sorry, I also think I heard something and it's the kind of thing where you need to learn all the rules before you try to break them. Yeah. So if you know all the rules. That was on my Instagram page. Thank you for looking at it. Oh, you're welcome. I guess that's where <laughs> I came from then. Damn. I right, just posted that like this week. Oh, yeah. good. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Reference. Uh, People it's follow totally me. True. It's totally true. You know, you have to know how to build the house before you can build before you can not build a house or build like a five. You have to know how to build the basic structure of a house before you're building an apartment building. Before you build a mansion, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You have to know how the electrical is going to work and you have to know how the plumbing works. You got to know how how it stays structurally sound in the first place before you can make a 50-room building. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You You have to have a sound foundation before you ever try to build anything up. What's his name? Uh, Frank Lloyd Lloyd Wright, the hmm? architect. The things he did. You think that he didn't, he knew all the rules of how it works. He knew it all. Yes. And then he was able to build, make, make literally buildings that hung off the edge of a cliff. Oh, yeah. You know, well, with I mean, nothing underneath. That, that very quote came from it. Pablo Picasso. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, there you go. Yeah, I remember the quote. <laughs> you know? So it's true. You got you to know. And this is why I say movies have rules. Books Not don't so much. so much have rules. I do think they do in a way, though. Well, what would they be then? I, 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 that's kind of the way I've always seen it. I mean, I guess they do. Because think about but. it. How many times have we said in this one session, um, 
and then I just threw the book because I couldn't believe they did yeah. that. Yeah. There are weird rules. With I don't writing, think it's though. more about rule. I think because w- with a movie you have Structure. if you're going to if you have a certain amount of time. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's if it. you're going to make a movie, you have ninety minutes. Yeah, you have ninety minutes to two hours. I mean, yeah. I don't think beyond that, and people just like I'm really fucking cranky. <laughs> um, with a book, though, it's like. Book could be 120 pages, could be 500 you, pages. And that's it's all saying. about the story. Right. And as long as the story is sound right. and it's it's that's the thing. It, if the book it's is entertaining too long for you, you can put it down and, yes, come, and back come back to, to it later. Yeah. Which is why I say it doesn't really have so many because you can always put it down and come back. Right. Yeah. You and can that always is a major stop. difference. But I do think, like, if all of a sudden, I, I, you know, the vampires started doing something completely different that makes no kind of sense, yeah. you'd be pissed. You wouldn't want to read it. Yeah. You'd be like, give me a very good reason why this vampire just turned into a werewolf. Or, mm-hmm. And when we see mm-hmm. that in a movie, we're like, and then suddenly there's an explanation. We're like, okay, hybrid. We're cool. Somebody said something. We're good. We yeah. have. But in books, if you don't have if you don't kind of make sure that the, the reader is always in a comfort zone of it, yeah. then they get pissed and well, it's like, I, I wasted my time with this. Story, I think it's almost like if it shakes them, like where yeah. he's like, you're kind of plugging along and you're like, okay, I'm with you, I'm with you. And sometimes the shock is good and you're like, yeah. oh shit, I can't believe they went there. Or then sometimes it's like, boom, and you're like, what? But you know what the what? major rule with writing what? is, I think? I think it's kind of like a movie. You need to have almost that... that that curve going well, on. You have to have, and then all of a sudden, it builds, it builds, it builds. There's got to be some massive moment that causes the character to need to do something one way or the other, depending on what it is. Mm-hmm. And then there has to be some massive climax moment well, yeah. to then. It can be a roller coaster up well, and down in a book. My, let me let me say Go what, what kind of. I, I, this is the thing. I just keep. I'm trying to come up with the right example. I think I kind of. I kind of have it. Um, with a book, uh, you build a level of trust. With your with the reader, mm-hmm. you know the reader learns to not so much follow the characters, but trust in the writer right. to do something specific. So even if there's no answer in it, they just kind of you know what that was fine. You know it was the journey um, that you took. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. With a movie, within your first ten minutes of the film, mm-hmm. you need to establish the world you live in. Right. All right. Um, the only film I know that has broken it, and I don't even think they broke it is from Dust Till Dawn. You have this world where it's just these two guys who escape from prison. Right. You know, these two guys on the road and they're killers and thieves or whatever. And then it turns into a vampire movie. But you're already hooked by those first two. But the first 10 minutes of this film gave you no inkling that that could ever possibly happen in this world. Right. Yeah. Okay, and every movie does that. In the first 10 minutes, you have to establish the rules of this world. I think the only thing, the only reason why the audience was okay with it was because within the first 10 minutes, we actually had a giant mystery Mm -hmm. as to what happened in that building that just blew up behind them. Mm -hmm. We started with an ambiguous, anything could have happened in that building. So by the time we get to the bar, anything can happen here. It's also a way of telling the audience where it's like, we're not going to tell you what the world is until the end. Exactly. We purposely avoided telling you the type of world we're living in here, the type Mm -hmm. of... And it was all about getting towards the building. And I think that's why people are okay because it was like our world is getting to the building. But think about it. And it's the same thing with a book because you have, which I read and did a lot of research, you have... The first paragraph to catch a reader. Yeah. If that first paragraph doesn't make you give a shit and want to see what's going on, mm-hmm. most people put it down. 
Same thing with movies. But yeah. but in that first paragraph, I think I think also with the first paragraph of a book, something like I mean, first paragraph. But I'm saying there page, is whatever. that same rule. Yes. Oh, of course, yeah. of course. I think that's more based on your structure, your prose, and your ability. It's to, the writing style. It's, exactly. Itself. It's not so much the story that has to grab them. Right. You as a writer have to be able to hold okay my but that's favorite. the same thing with a movie whoever yes. wrote it that first 10 yes. minutes versus those the first paragraph and the first 10 minutes of a movie are really basically the yes. same yeah. when you open that first page if you're reading that and you're going it was a lovely summer day and you'd be like what yeah. like unless you're looking for a slow Something pace like that. Yeah. you know yeah. at that point my you're, you're, favorite book if is, you like Jane Austen then go and go which for I it. do yeah. but I mean that's a very different kind yeah. than yeah. And I do think that's one of those, like I said, there are rules, but it's it's not as hardcore as with a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and I read, it's the first sentence you have to have, it has to be, you have to work more on that first sentence than maybe even the cover photo. And after that, it has to be that first paragraph. Yeah. After that, as long as you got them at that point, a lot of stuff, they'll just either say, okay, I'm with you, yeah. or as long as you give a reason some way through. But if you don't have that first, most people go, I'm not even going to buy that book. Yeah. Yeah. Where in a movie, you already have to sit down and it's either the trailer that has to catch you yeah. or the first 10 minutes. And that's, it's the trailer. Right. It's the trailer yes. that usually Which gets is, you to begin with. You right. have to sell the entire story. In that first. The entire yeah. movie in that two minutes. Yeah. You know, uh, which is basically the blurb of a book. Right, you yeah. You have to sell everything in two minutes. Yeah. I know, and then you, like with most horror movies or like some horror movies, you, you have the opening stinger and like that's sort of like the same. Yeah. 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 I, like, I, yeah. like you got uh, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. Hmm? It starts off and it's, I read that book. it's this, well, I the movie, it. I've, I, again, I haven't the read the movie is horrible. Book, the movie is great. What are you talking about? Yeah. You, you loved the movie. I didn't like the book. I read the book. I loved no the book. No offense to the... You, the movie was okay. The, the movie you was okay. The it's I got you the Blu-ray and you lost your it's mind. It's a guilty pleasure. You watched it that night. Hey, I mean, everybody... I think it's for me, pleasure. I got annoyed because it felt like it, look, Pride you know and Prejudice and Zombies just got mushed together yeah. instead of... No, there's, there's be, fans out there who like... It can be a guilty pleasure all you want. It's an amazing movie. It's incredible. I haven't seen the movie yet. The movie is excellent. I'll definitely try it then. It's extremely underrated because people just didn't know what to feel about it. You're going to hate the ending. Okay, thank because you. Because they I'll, changed it, yeah. Oh. They, they changed it in like the very worst way. Okay, I'll. I will then. I'll. You're gonna be like, you're gonna, <laughs> it, you may throw the movie. You, oh. My sister is a huge, 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 huge fan of, of Pride and Prejudice, and all of a sudden she saw that movie and she threw. Yeah, because when I was a young kid, I was reading. I mean, I was in elementary school reading like Pride and Prejudice and yeah. all those. I also read Edgar Allan Poe to the class and got in trouble, but uh, <laughs> I was like in second grade and freaking people out, and then all of a sudden I had Pride and Prejudice. So I think like. Same kind of thing. The purist in me went, you just mashed two shits together. I yeah. can't handle this. Yeah. Yeah. Where maybe the but movie would be different for me. No, and the, and oh. the, the problem with the ending of the, of, and I'm going to try not to spoil anything, but it's literally, it, ha, it, it was the ending that the movie needed. Ah, okay. It, because it was a movie, it's a perfect example, actually, of what we're talking about. Because it was a movie, it needed to go to this point. There that was no sense. other point that it could have But they didn't to. simply because of the budget. Which makes sense also. Simply because And of the that's budget. the other problem yeah. with sometimes with books and movies. When they you try to tr- transfer it over. Well, they ended it with what's coming. The movie ends and you, and you know, okay. No, 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 not the very ending. The, the way they start to wrap things up. They, they, they change something oh. about a character and it's like every purist that has ever seen this movie freaks, ah, freaks yeah. out. Well, at least I have the... Freaks see, out. See, that's the other thing. If somebody gives me a warning and... Then I'm fine. It's like saying, okay, we're going to go see an adaptation. Okay, I'm cool. I now have an open mind. If you're telling me that I'm like, I like the book. It should be just like this. 
See, but I'm, then I, I kind of open your so mind to it again. Like that. I'm so I'm so much like that. Films and books are two entirely different things. Like comics and movies, they're so. Different. Two totally yeah. different mediums. Like I know that, like comic comic purists, comic readers get all upset over the movies. I'm like, you're telling me you wanted them to cram sixty years of a comic book into a two and a half right. hour film? You're out of your fucking mind. That's not going to happen. Well, but he did this. Yeah, he did this because of this, 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 and this, and this that happened forty five years ago for a two year story arc. Right. You know, we can't explain all that, so we have to change it. And we have to make things Which different. Which makes here. sense. And once you know? again, that's another that's one of those of for thing. me. Yeah. yeah, that's the type of thing where I'm saying where that's where movies have a rule. Like, you need to condense. Yes. We can't, with a book, you can go on for 15, 20 exactly. pages mm-hmm. because it's like, you know what? How are we going to get from here to there? Well, there's going to be a whole long thing here. Great. We're going to hit next 100 pages. You're going to be explaining this. Right. And you can do that. Exactly. You can suddenly get a lull and slow things down to explain something because it's going to pay off in the end. Right. You could suddenly have two people talking for a half an hour in the, half an hour, quote unquote, in a book. And it's totally fine because you're like, finally, thank goodness, I was trying to figure that. You do that in a movie and I'm like, hurry it up. You have an action movie that suddenly drops for the next 15 minutes for two characters sitting in a room for... And they call it, well, fucking exposition. We have to go through this. That's like Coffee and Cigarettes. That was a great movie, but it was. But the whole movie is that. Which would, would you say that's more of an art film versus, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But the thing is, that's the point of the entire movie. (laughs) Right. It's not like. And you're good with that. You know what your point is going to be. So you're like, like, all right. It's not like we robbed a bank, we ran out, and then we came here, and now we're going to sit here for the next 45 minutes, talk and stare at each other, and then we're going to go back to running from the cops. Right. It's not like that. I'd be like, run! It's a total. <laughs> exactly. It's it's because we established the world that this lives right. in, and it lives in a world where people sit and talk while smoking right. smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee. Right. That's yeah. kind of the entire you know waking life was like that. Yeah. And, uh, 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 what was I always remember? I always forget the name of it with the the Hitler movie with the oh god. There's a movie where it's it's almost real time. Huh? It's a two hour film. Of the meeting of the men who were oh, yeah. strategizing Hitler's or something? No. Oh. no, 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 no. This entire film takes place in one room. It's like okay. it's like Twelve Angry Men, but oh, okay. um, it's it's the men who are strategizing Hitler's takeover of Europe. Okay. Okay, and it's all the generals. And the and 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 Hitler's right hand and Himmler, I think Himmler is in there too. And it's all of them and just their plan okay. for taking over Europe. Okay. And when their their decision to create the concentration camps and where we're gonna send the Jews and what are we gonna do to them, it's literally that, that meeting yeah. of planning out the entire war. Wow. In like nineteen thirty nine. Yeah. Wow. You know? And it's an incredible, incredible movie. I, I you know, and 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 in the end, because they didn't have to do anything, because you know how it ends, right? Of course. So this is one of those things where they took the fact that the audience has pre pre existing knowledge of what's going to happen. Forget it. Right. You got that. We don't need to tell you any exactly. of that. Now we're just going to give you the backstory. And we created that world from the very beginning. Right. You know, because we walked into this and this is a historical thing and this is all based on the actual minutes of of the the Yeah. The, you know? Yeah. And 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 I think that in that, like, they decide to open another concentration camp. Ah, uh, what's his name is in it? The guy from um the guy from the uh, the Devil Wears Prada. I can't remember his name. The he design the the designer. 
the he was. Oh yeah. I can't think of his name Joel right now. Joel something. No. Oh. No, no, I can't think of his name, but he was in it. He was um one of the main. There's a bunch of people in it, but anyway, I've always been obsessed with that style of storytelling of that just 12, 12, 10, 15, 20 people in a room. Yeah. For the next two hours. Yeah. You know, and that's why I say like like Reservoir Dogs is one of those. Yes. It's five people in a room for the next ninety minutes. You know. Yep. Um, you can't just shift to that. You can't start off with this exciting, amazing, huge... You can't start off with, you know, friggin' Avengers for the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Then go for the next hour and a half. Yeah, no. But in a book, you can. Yes, absolutely. You can totally do that because there's a reason for it. As film, long as you have a good reason. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm trying to say. The books... I mean, obviously, everything has to be explained. Whether it's a movie or a book, right. there's got to be an explanation somewhere. Right. But that's where I say the difference is in, in the oh, rules. Absolutely. In the rules. Absolutely. Uh, with a book... got much a, more freedom book, in a book. Exactly. You have... A, that's, that's what I'm saying. You have a lot of freedom. And that's why I love writing novels because, which is why I asked, like, yeah. what, what do you what, what do you see more as as a novelist or as a writer of future films? You know, <laughs> I, I do think it's both because I have too many. And that's the other thing. I see there's plenty of movies that I have seen in my head. I have to wait until I make it into a movie. There is no way mm-hmm. that I can physically turn that into a book that people are going to want to read. But you'd want to watch that movie because huh. I've talked to people. And I told them like an idea for one of my, for like a movie, let's say, and I told them every single step, what was going to happen, um, all that kind of different stuff to the point of even the ending, and they're like, I want to see that, and, then like, and I'm like, yeah, I want to make it, I said, but there's no way I can make that into a book that you'd give a shit about. Yeah. Yeah. There's too much visual that you need, and that's some of the problems that I have, is I have tons of stories in my head, mm-hmm. and only so many of them can actually be books. Right. There's a lot of stuff where if I'm telling you you're running through a jungle and there's people attacking you, it's not going to be as good. I mean, I probably there's always going to be an author that can do that better. Mm-hmm. But conspiracy is what it's called. Oh. Sorry. A dramatic okay. re- recreation of the 1C conference where the Nazi final solution phase of the Holocaust was devised. Uh-huh. Literally how they were going to Wow. Win the war. Wow. You know. And by the way, I remember the name of the movie. It was The Haunting. It was 1967. Okay. And it's a black and it's white one. one. Of those. Yeah. The Haunting, The Haunting of Hell House, The yeah. haunt, House on Haunted Hill. Because it has know? been redone with Catherine Zeta Jones. It's yeah. not the my Haunting favorite of the version. Door that is Ajar. <laughs> the Haunting yes. of Dora the Explorer. Yeah. <laughs> with her backpack. What are we at over here? Um, the Haunting of the Sparkly Vampire. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Do you have anything else? You have nothing. You had nothing when we started, so. God, I'm just useless. Go Throw on. me to the wolves. It's fine. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, so what's your favorite book? Your favorite, other than the one you mentioned that you can read 100,000 okay. times. Okay. You know? um, but that's other than Hell House. It's because. Clive Barker, The Hellbound Heart would definitely be another one. Um, Bram Stoker's Dracula would be another one. Mary Those Shelley's, actually two you've probably read. Frankenstein is another one. Um, these are books I've read, yes. Yeah. These are all books I've read. I've actually read them. Because <laughs> I don't um, But uh, yeah, I mean, I think those would be my top horror ones. I mean, I do have some classics. I mean, Edgar Allan Poe's that complete collection. she just collection. won't admit to. Mm-hmm. She has others she won't admit to. <laughs> like, uh, Edgar Allan Poe's complete collection, I probably could read all the time. But then there's stuff like, you know, Jane Austen or, you know, Bronte or those kind of classical mm. novels that I also really enjoy. No interest. 
Yeah, well, I, I I've always loved everything <laughs> I'm not British. On you, no, no, no. I've, I no, was a small child loving like British stuff, so I've always I love been Lovecraft, that way. which makes no. most, which makes a lot of people like, "What the hell am I reading?" <laughs> I actually own well, the entire like the, collection. It's of like that one book yeah, I read. Yeah. Oh my god. What? There's this one book about death, and death takes a holiday. Oh, oh yeah. And there's absolutely no punctuation anywhere in the book. Uh, it's literally one like, entire uh, run-on <laughs> sentence with no punctuation. It's uh-huh. not even a run-on sentence. It's just no punctuation. <laughs> no like there punctuation. are there are complete sentences. <laughs> See, they broke an entire rule yeah. and yeah. they still published it. See exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. And, it's so and good. people love it. And people Imagine them a whole movie it. just in monotone. There's no inflection. You have no, no idea if people are asking Everybody questions. Just talks like, to each other like right? this. Right? Just and they keep running on sentences. And as soon as somebody finishes something, the other guy answers right immediately answer him and there's no pause between anything. There's no dramatic feel whatsoever. Exactly. And they just stare at each other nobody moves nobody there's moves. no chapters there's no, no chapters there's no nothing. nobody moves and nobody speaks it's just oh you don't even know it takes you it probably takes you about half the book to feel like they're he's talking right now oh he's God. been my best friend for the last 20 years and he betrayed me bang alright let's go <laughs> I'd watch that no. <laughs> as long as I know somebody's gonna die I'd probably watch it <laughs> yes you're killing the monotone man excellent the monotone killing? man is killing the monotone man yeah right killing the monotone no, man characters have no names whatsoever it's just, it's just chaos like what is this what is this who's talking to who he I shot it looking well, through a Polaroid camera that's, like, that's what? the other one what is it the house of, what? the crazy one that's written all house of leaves oh yeah Mark Danielewski yes house of leaves it is it's an it, the book is an enigma really it's, it is one of it's probably one of the hardest books to get through huh and, remember your journals when you were like a teenager and you would like any of them. Oh, you would do like when I was a kid, I was, you know, I was taught never write anything down. Exactly. And and you start writing and then all of a sudden you start writing up the side of the page to finish what you were thinking. Yes. And then you would go over here and then you would kind of like do a doodle and the doodle would be, you know, back to this. It's that's literally the form that this book is written. Ah. Yeah, it's so it's, schizophrenia on the paper. Book is, yeah. The book itself okay. is also, <laughs> it's a joke. I'm sorry. It's also very literal. <laughs> okay. So there's there's one specific there's a there's a point where the characters are crawling through a tunnel. Ah. And the tunnel is getting smaller. smaller as they get through it. So you get less and less words on the page to the point where you end up with like twenty pages straight where it's just one letter on oh, each wow. one. You know, and you have to flip through to piece the word together of just what just thinking about that formatting on that would, <laughs> I would probably you hurt have myself. It up, you have it over there. You better not have thrown that one out. No, it no, better no, not no, be no, in no, there because damn. The book is insane. And it's huge too. It's a big I book. Keep it over here. <laughs> yeah. It's the most it's like the most unique, incredible book. There's there's reference notes in it that you actually have to go back to and read it. So there's parts at the bottom of the page oh that, you, that are upside down, and you have to read those later. Wow. Wow. The there's every type of like, like... Yeah, there's every type of She's space. flipping through it so I could see it. This is amazing. There's more blank space than wow. anything else. See, that's one of those things where like, <laughs> when you're... Oh, wow. Like, just... Wow. You have to Pages actually turn... Suddenly, the suddenly, there's sideways. a box that's... Blanking yeah, it's out. very, very literal and physical. And actually, um, that looks like what um, back in the day, a lot of the lunatic houses. <laughs> yes. Back in the day, in lunatic houses, there would be a lot of patients that were writing in books, and that's what they looked like. Because mm-hmm. I had to do a lot of research on that yeah. stuff from one of the books. It's, and it has that kind of where almost schizophrenic yep. tendency, where it's just all over. And maybe that's how the person even got the copy, and it was, and he said, "I want it as is." No, that's, that's how that's he hard wrote to it. do. That's, that's, how that's he what I'm saying, it. though. Yeah, like he wrote it like that. Yeah. yeah, the editor like almost got it and was like, "We're doing." it this way yeah Yeah. that's what I'm saying like and that kind of thing but as a self-published author like you have to format it yourself so like me looking at that 
I, I wanted to cry several times just formatting normal size <laughs> looking boxes of font. Yeah, can you imagine this? This, this yeah. I'm I, as as trying I to be he, careful of what I'm even going to say. As far as I know, he created the whole thing in like PDF form. Ah, and yes. then gave it to them, and that's how they printed it. That's yeah, exactly, when you're done, you have to have it, it in a PDF form. Well, no, yeah. he made it that way, oh so the gosh. formatting was done himself. Oh, wow. He yeah. did it and that gave would make it to sense. them. The optical illusion? Yeah, yeah. wow. Johnny, yeah. Johnny, 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 Johnny. House of Lee is by Mark Z. Danielewski. You got to get the book, book, guys, because that is a crazy, yeah. that is this an amazing looking thing. This book um, is, is... Boggling is the right um, word. No, that's not Word find? Yes. It's a companion piece... It's a. It's actually. A, yeah. It's actually a companion to uh, Poe's album. You know Poe the singer. Yeah. Um, Haunted. Okay. That's her brother. Oh who wow! Wrote this. And they released the album and the book at the same time. That's clever. So they kind of did a tour that because the whole thing was a lot of it was based like that was a book he was writing for like fifteen years. Wow. Okay. Um, then their father died, oh. and that's where a lot of the album comes from. Okay. Um, their father was a traveling lecturer. So a lot of the a lot of their relationship with him was over the phone and through um, answering machine messages and stuff like that. Yeah. So if you've listened to the entire album, it's all those recordings and everything is their father's recordings. Oh wow! Like boxes that they had of the answering machine because he would just call when they weren't home and leave. And like, this is the only time he could. So he would just talk and he would say. I used to and, do that back in the day with family members too, especially with the yeah. old answering machines. Mm-hmm. It would just run and run and run. So yep. you'd be like, all right, I'm going to catch you up because I don't know when I'm going to call. Be and he would do that. Exactly. That's awesome. He would do that sort of thing uh like i think i think the first track on the album is um because they call them exploration a exploration b exploration c the first the first track is exploration a and it's her singing saying uh and there's a phone ringing and then it answers and it says hello mom i'm calling to tell you daddy died today he said um yeah yeah. he's he's he said he said he was sorry and and uh, he not to worry because he'll be okay. And yeah. she sings this, like you know. So the whole thing, the whole album comes through like as things that she wanted to say to her father. Conversations, whole album therapy. Yeah. yeah, it's a therapy. And album. when the father died, he forced himself through the rest of that book. Like he'd been writing it for a long Cathartic. time. He had yeah. to finish it, and, yeah. and he was like we got to put this and then and she held out the album for a while and they released them together That's so awesome. i haven't read I haven't, I haven't actually read the book i've flipped through and i and i know a lot of the story and everything but it's like like rob read the book and i told him you have to listen to the cd now cuz it's going to make more sense cuz once you listen to the cd and it's all in the liner notes and all this mm-hmm. and i love i just i know we're totally on a whole other, oh, whole other world yeah we're in a whole a other whole world a whole new right world yeah. <laughs> I just I love how they crossed those two over, you know. They crossed the streams and everything yeah. was well, okay. I mean, there's 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 one filmmaker I remember who was was like being you know, Alfred Hitchcock. Or it's viral marketing. That's what we know is viral marketing yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he said, you know, if you want to be a filmmaker, read, read, read. And yeah, yeah like, they all say that. Like no. you can't be a filmmaker unless you read. That's not true. I think not. I don't think anymore. I think in like the age of like podcasts and like you know things, well, I, you know, things that like I, the, there things like YouTube and I think that you just need information. I think you need to take the, in you the need information. To live. But see, back in the day, you, the only way you got information was by reading reading. Books. Yeah. yeah. So now it's as long as you're gaining knowledge, yeah, then you're good. Like I would see, love for everybody to read more. But see, like, but you know something like they say, you like you can't write. You can't be a writer unless you're a reader, and you have to read. I don't agree. You, but you have to read something. You, got, you know, that, yeah, that's what they agree. say. I mean, and that's why I don't agree with that. I, I, I've, I've read plenty of books and I got to tell you when I'm writing, I can't read another book. So mm. 
for the last few oh, years, I, I haven't mean, read I anything. Mean, I don't mean no, wild, I know, but, but yeah. I mean like I, I I don't think that you have to read anything else to be able to write a novel because what if what happens is you're reading these things and now you're biased. Or even now you're starting to write in there because you think that's their way. Yeah. Instead of, you're you. If you're writing, you've got to write your own unique whatever. If you're making a film, it's got to be your own unique way. And if you're reading somebody else's stuff, now you're going, they did it this way, so I have to. Your product is not going to be the same. So if you want to read a bunch of stuff, like in my new book with the, the whole demon aspect, I did research so it wasn't like ghosts because ghosts and demons have to be different entities and you have to write about them differently otherwise. Yeah. But I can't write a book about demons and, you know, make them sound like furry little happy creatures. Then you got happy trees and things. Like, you know, like... Well, that's not true. Mr. Be Gone is... That's true. There you go. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, though. Like, you know, you, you really do have to do research on some of those topics. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you're going to have a really yeah, crappy have some, Yeah, you got to have something. But, <laughs> so, but, I mean, that goes... That kind of goes to reading. Yeah. It kind of does go yeah. to reading. I mean, it may not be novels, but it is the same thing. Yeah. That's why... I, Knowledge I is like, fine. It, yeah, I, it's, yeah. I feel like, like I say, if you, you if you if you need to be if you're going to be a writer, you need to read. I feel like if you're going to be a filmmaker, you need to watch films. Yeah, you need to know how movies are made. You need yeah. to know what they do. You know, um, but that's just for the sake of researching. Yeah, yeah. you know, because I think I mean this is just me. Films are a very physical thing too. Yes. It's you know, there's something about. It's a whole. It's if an you've never entity. seen a movie, how do you know how to film something? How yeah. do you know how to get an emotion let us out of someone on screen if you've never seen? Like that how, do you, how do you know what a close up does? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What is yeah. the purpose of of, of a close up? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, we know we know people who've done entire movies and there's no close ups, and it's like I don't feel shit for yeah. your characters no. because there's no close ups. Right. And it, yeah. Absolutely. But I, so I look at it like, have you ever seen a movie? Do you understand? what that relationship that your audience has to have with the screen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with those characters, how you pull somebody in. I think that's something you can only learn by seeing other films. I think yeah. it's very interesting. And, and, you know, he has, he's introduced me to this theory of the co- the collective mind, which yes. is like the hive mind. Of course. Um, and I, since like we kind of started talking about it, you know, between the two of us, you know, I think it's like movies call so much upon that collective mm-hmm. mind, that hive mind. Yeah. And I think that once in a while an extraordinary movie will come along and it'll change something and it'll use something in a different way. Um, But it's a very rare circumstance. And I feel like books don't have to draw as much on the collective. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I agree with that too. You can can release any type of book at any point in time. Right. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to films, you kind of have to go with the grain, with what's out there. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to sell it. Right. Nobody wants to see, um, I don't know, what are they not doing right now? Like documentaries are always around. There's always documentaries are selling, you know? Well, no, I think it's even beyond that. It's like, you know, um, you can have an entire book about it following a demon and he can be the hero at the end of it. Exactly, yeah. You know, in a movie, it's kind Thank of you. like... I'm going to work on that. I just, all of a sudden, I was like, ooh, I like it. I'm going to work on that. <laughs> but yeah. I know, I was like, Mr. Be Gone, I loved that book. Um, and I'm like, I've read that like three times and I haven't read it in like the last, I don't know, two years. I should read it again. Yeah, um, you're going to make me go... And I'm, I'm, I'm like a junkie like that. I will read a book so many times again and I'll find something new every single time. Um, like, everybody's getting tired of superhero movies right now mm-hmm. yeah. you're all getting tired of it then Deadpool Five, comes along and, and it's like huh and, and now because it's like it's okay we can still do superhero movies but it's gotta be 
It's got to have that tongue-in-cheek so- kind yeah. of, you something. Like, you got to yeah. do something with it now. You know why? Because the superhero movies are so squeaky clean. You can't make Super Mario yeah. Brothers now. No. That movie? No. You couldn't no. do it now. No. You could never make that now because it's Kind of wish not, somebody it's would. So I would giggle. You can't make the original so Shining no, right no, now. Yeah, no, no. You know, because people just don't want that anymore. They're not going to watch it as right. much That's like as... The, the 80s had that like weird... Like, Magical quality. <laughs> no, it had this like, even, but like anything, not even eighties horror, it's like eighties comedy. 90s serial killer movies. No, don't no, no, work not even, now. Not even yes. horror movies. I'm like talking like eighties, like they had that like slapstick kind of comedy, where like you know seventies eighties has that slapstick kind of element Each genre to it. Had a certain it has like a, it had like a that very dry delivery. Yeah, like airplane. Uh-huh. Had, I mean, uh-huh. there there's these feelings that came out of a, a, a decade. You know, nineties it had well, a little bit of cheese. Airplane kind of created that genre. Yeah. Airplane was the first that did that <laughs> because it was based on the disaster films of the 70s mm-hmm. and the whole point of it was that you had all the actors in it were not comedic actors like Leslie it, Nielsen was, was not, not a no, comedic no. actor he became after that though. Yeah. yeah so by having him which is weird most do, people don't realize that yeah he wasn't at all yeah you know, no. which is why like you look at creep show and it's like what was he doing in there because that's what he did yeah he was the hero or he was he was a bond villain yep. type no. person absolutely you know? So having him in Airplane do that straight delivery as though this was not a comedy so good. was what made it so funny. Oh, yeah. Because it was, it was just this movie done totally straight. And then the only <laughs> real comedy in the movie was, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bridges. Uh, Bo, Bo Bridges? Jeff Bridges? Jeff Bridges? Uh, D- Daniel, no. Daniel Bridges? <laughs> One of them. One of the Bridges. The father. <laughs> the father. <laughs> the father. Daddy Bridges. One Daddy of the Bridges. Bridges. <laughs> the father. He was in that. Him and the um, the gay... Uh, uh, um, oh. The gay guy in that. I can't remember his name. When the two of them were in the in the tower. Yeah. yeah. And he was and, and the one of them was, you know, oh, I picked up horrible but terrible week to wrong week to quit smoking. Yeah. It's the worst week to quit drinking. This is a terrible week to quit sniffing <laughs> glue. Yeah. yeah. Him and the other guy in the in in the tower were the only two comedic characters yeah. in the whole movie, you know? Um Stryker got a little ridiculous <laughs> at near towards the end, you know, but that was pretty much it. Everything else was done totally straight. Mm. And that's what made that movie funny. It created that entire yeah, genre yeah. of film. Yeah. And that's why Leslie Nielsen just ran with it and he went with the Naked Gun movies and all those. <laughs> and and National Lampoon went totally ridiculous uh-huh. with it after that because yeah. I mean at that time they had the Chevy Chase movies which were funny yeah they had the, the Christmas one and the, the Vegas yeah. one yeah. And, whatever. and they were slapstick yeah. but they yeah. weren't parody right exactly yeah. they cre- that almost created the parody film yeah, yeah. you know and that's and, another one of those moments. I bet they didn't expect to start a whole new yeah. genre. And it was made a movie. Now, yeah. And they yeah. made they still make those scary movie and disaster movie and adventure and they're horrible. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but, they just don't have the same. But if disaster movie came out in 1977, it would have been the funniest damn thing you've ever yeah, seen in your life. Probably. But now, been there, 35, 40 years later, it's like I'm so tired of this. You can't keep doing that. Yes, yeah. Film you have to has keep it fresh. To change. It has to stay fresh. But like even like and it has to again, go with that's the, the freedom with books. Like the stuff yeah. I feel you know, like the nineties can do something again and do it again. And you can always change. You yeah. have to change a little bit. But yeah. even if you don't change, what are the chances that the person reading this book read that book too? Right. 
what are the chances? There's so many thousands and thousands of books, books printed yeah. weekly. Yeah. You know, that it's like, well, just because he wrote, he had this plot twist in his story and I have it in mine, doesn't mean that you've read both of those books. So it right. really doesn't matter. Right. When it comes to movies, it's almost like, yeah, there's a good chance that if you've seen mine, you've seen that because people want right that kind of genre. But there's so many movies. I mean, there's so many books written how could you have possibly... I mean, unless you're talking about like something Clive Barker or Stephen King wrote, yeah, yeah. you probably read that. Yeah, right? you, you, know? you avoid the big names and the, and the well-knowns, yeah, and then yeah. you'll be, you'll be exactly. okay. Exactly, but the yeah. truth is, if you have something in your book that's in Mark Danielewski's book, what are the chances that one... that How many people have read both of those books? Right, exactly. How many of yeah. your fans have read his books? And how many of his fans have read yours? Right. So there is... There is a, There's a possibility and it, and it of it gives yeah. you a lot of freedom. I feel yeah, absolutely. I you do know? agree. I think when it comes to horror, though, horror fans kind of watch everything. Yeah, I was gonna and say because even in horror books, it all. and honestly, even in horror books, I had people, you know, being like saying all sorts of stuff. You know, the ones who, you know, have read it and weren't really on the right genre with it. Yeah. You know, the ones who really read like light horror and then read mm-hmm. mine. Um, and that's one of those things where, you know, if they don't understand certain stuff, all of a sudden everything's not okay with it. You know, yeah. like yeah. you read that too fast because it said ex- explicitly, yeah, this you, is you, why you it makes sense. Through- <laughs> I'm like, you skimmed it and you're now angry with me because it didn't make sense. Because where if I read, read this chapter to you in this big section right here, it says cannibalistic, immortal woman. And you're asking me why the vampire didn't have fangs. We have a problem. <laughs> yeah, those are the part. those are those where it's like, if they don't, then you get a whole big kind of yeah well, problem. That's, I, that's people's that's 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 ignorance. That's just somebody not paying attention. To. But that ha- but I think with but the that horror genre, in movies too, where people are, I fell asleep and suddenly in the end, what happened? No. You fell asleep, idiot. Yeah, but also <laughs> I do think in the horror genre, books or movies, they're much more. They have to have such a good reason for everything to happen, yeah. otherwise they get very angry. If you're reading a romance novel and suddenly the dude kicks you in the shins, you're not gonna be like, why? No. I'm done with this novel. You're gonna be like, jerk, yeah. <laughs> and move on. Why but, do we like him? Yeah, and, but you'll keep reading. Where yeah. another one, you're like, Hurrah. and I do feel, like you said, with the horror genre, it's much more, they're, they're scrutinizing all the tiny details. Yes, Maybe absolutely. because it is such a smaller genre that we have such a, infinity and love for it there's such a passion that we're so you want everything to be perfect yes yeah. absolutely the perfectionists of the horror society I really do think we're all kind of that don't mess with my genre man is really kind of where we are where if it's romance or if it's fantasy or if it's sci-fi you might have some people still nitpicking but it's not going to be as scrutinized as the horror genre plus with horror there's a lot of stuff where you have to kind of forgo some of your beliefs to be able to be okay with the movie or the Mm. book where in the other genres it's not the same you know I think that does make a big difference for why some scrutinize so much well I think it's also you know what is the point of a comedy is to be funny and it's like okay well you're just not very funny yeah the point of horror is to be scared right exactly you know or or have something disturb I think it's a better way to say it. It's not that you have to be scared. I think something has to disturb something has to affect you Mm -hmm. you know and I think at the same time there are there are purists who are like that wasn't scary yeah oh absolutely I've, I've watched tons of horror movies and not got scared I mean, yeah. it doesn't mean I'm going to be upset with it I'm going to be like oh that was really well done and you know yeah. what I think it is that's a lot of people have that problem is because they don't realize that all this is subjective because yeah, there's exactly. plenty of comedies out there that I don't find funny right mm-hmm. exactly there's others that like Airplane kills me I can watch I've been watching Airplane my whole life mm-hmm. and I can still laugh my ass like off High Anxiety I love that movie I yeah. laugh all the time at that movie yeah, I but have family members and they're like why do you think any yeah. of this is fun and I'm like we, we have 
problems. <laughs> like, but then the hangover comes out. I saw it once and I'm like, okay, I've seen it. That's enough. Yeah. Don't need to see it again. But it's the biggest comedy in the world. Like everybody loves it and it's the funniest damn movie. And I'm like, why? I yeah. Just, all right. Yeah. So great. Bradley Cooper is awesome in pretty much anything he does. But beyond that, eh. Yeah. What? No, I agree. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And I do think there are a lot of movies like that where they get this huge hype and everybody loves it and then there's somewhere going... A lot of the movies with the hype is, has to do with the amount of money they spent on it. That's what I'm saying. That's watch really where film, it is. Watch how, yeah. See what the budget is and you'll understand where the hype is because yeah. they're paying for that hype. And then if you notice a lot of them also, that trailer isn't the same as the movie you watch. Ever see those? Those oh, drive yeah. me nuts too. So mm-hmm. you spent $4 billion I'm making up numbers on a trailer that you think is going to be this one film and then you sit down and going, what the am I watching and you get that kind of like and now wonder the movie has crazy hype because I thought it was a car scene chase and meanwhile we're sitting at a table still discussing somebody's will they've done that that with a lot of horror movies that are just straight horror movies and then they bill it as something entirely different and that's where you get the mess up what the hell is this or they they sell it as like brutal brutal like Uh, you know I'm gonna be honest I've never I've never really said it publicly but the truth is they did that to us they did that to us with Blood Slaughter when you watch the trailer it looks like a straight the trailer that they created the trailer that they made the trailer Mm -hmm. that 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 um that uh, um, our that the other distributor. It's got that. It's got that like. They, it has these loud flashes that look like camera flash, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. got this like weird loud sound, and it's like. Yeah, and there's some. And there's, and there's and it's some, like makes this like very uh-huh. like dramatic, dark, heavy. And kind there's of, this generic, and they just have like this ge- this generic horror music playing behind it, like some stock music playing. Oh, yeah. You know, and they show a lot of clips, and it's all about the killer, and it's all about this, and it's all about that, you know. But then people watch the movie, and people are like, "Well, this looks terrible." Yeah, you know, unfortunately, so it's like you're watching this basic trailer. It's like we have a custom soundtrack, mm-hmm. and half the movie is a detective is following the detective rather than the killer. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's like you build this as a straight up slasher film. I mean, and we did we did that switch in the film in the middle of the film. Yeah. We go from being the detective drama of chasing the killer yeah. to slumber party massacre. Mm-hmm. Okay, it literally shifts tone just like like. From Dust Till Dawn does. Yeah. It shifts yeah. tone completely. Right. And people who are watching it are getting it because we've been dropping the hints of it all through the whole movie. Because teenage girls are dying. Right. I mean, he's yeah. investing yes. teenage girls dying. So when we wind up yeah. at a teenage girl's party, that's kind of well, like. Exactly. Um, and right in the beginning of the movie, we're like, oh, the girls are going to have a party. And we're just building up toward the party. Right. Exactly. You know, while the detective is chasing this killer. Right. Okay. So now I'm not saying we did this perfectly because fuck, we, we didn't. have problems. You have problems. Yeah. Whatever. You know? <laughs> the point is, though, that. That that they build the film as a straight slasher, mm-hmm. and people get through the first forty five minutes hour of the movie, and they're like, "Where's the slasher film?" Yeah, and you're There's, already getting angry because yeah, you're we've like, "We only what? had two or three mur- kills, which were pretty brutal to begin with. Yeah. We had some pretty brutal kills through the course, but they're just peppered, right? You know, the rest of it is this cop drama, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's like Lethal Weapon chasing a serial killer." Yeah. Right, and if what, they did if they did the trailer like that, people would be yeah. yeah. So people watch the trailer and they get to the movie and they're like, "What the hell am I watching?" They don't even get through the whole film before mm-hmm. they give up, right? Because it's totally, not what I thought it was going to yeah, be. Exactly. And then and then it's, it's like totally I'm paying for something I didn't. Then yeah, then, you, then you see like this brutal, like heavy. It's like this very it's very dark and it's about the killer. And they expect this killer to be this like. And yeah. then you get like this much of the killer. You get a glimpse here. You get a glimpse there. You know. And it's like yeah. until the end of until the, film. the end yeah. of the film. And and they're like. You promised me this movie that like it was like, yeah. like we're thinking that we're following Leslie Vernon, you know, yeah. and it's like 
that's not what this is. And exactly. then the, then your killer doesn't live up to the hype until the end of the film, but they're not going to get there. They so they think, you're, you're, they think your killer is lame. I've gotten some reviews from people who have said, um, if I, like, because they saw our trailer, then the one that I had cut mm-hmm. together, like, mm-hmm. if I had seen that trailer, I wouldn't have even bothered with this movie because it just does, you know, because lo- the trailer is long and boring and slow. Mm-hmm. And it's, but it's a slow burn film. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of it. It's a slow burn. Right. You know, and those are sometimes amazing to do. Like some, you don't need that constant fast pace if you do it right. Yeah. yeah. But the problem, like you're saying, is when somebody else is doing a trailer and then you are watching the movie going, none of this matches up. Like, yeah. I'm here for that brutal killer that I saw in this trailer and I'm, I'm getting cops. What's happening? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Something fell. What was that? I don't know. Nothing. It doesn't matter. Like having a day um, of distraction. Yeah. Uh, 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 I think I think we're gonna wrap it up. Yeah, I think so. We're gonna wrap it up. I think so, we covered a little bit of everything. I think we did. Yeah. I think we did. Films. Films versus books. Yeah. The film versus the book. Yeah. Mm, the differences. Maybe. Books versus yeah. films. <laughs> so, um, tell everybody uh, where they can find you. Where are you going to be? Your website. Where they can buy. Even the names. Not like where you're gonna be on Tuesday. And, <laughs> You can tell them that too. It's not like it doesn't matter. You, you can tell them you're going to be on Tuesday because the show's going up Wednesday. So oh, good. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and, and who are you again? I am author Loren Malloy. Uh-huh. Website is www.lorenmalloy.com. So L O R E N M O L L O Y dot com. Uh, <laughs> on Facebook, it's facebook.com backslash author Loren Malloy. Instagram, it's author underscore Lauren underscore Malloy. Um, and you can find all my books on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And yeah, and then I'm going to be touring the country from horror convention to horror convention. The next one coming up in June is Scarecon in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And then I have um, Grindhouse Nights at Cafe Z coming up. And I also have... We'll be at Cafe Z as well. Yay! Yeah. Um, and then I will be at Scarecon in October as well. And there's a few other uh, events throughout. So okay, it's going to be fun. Cool. Cool. Any final anything, anybody? No. Happy horrors. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. And um, we are at we are at Severed. Yep. You'll see us at Severed on May 27th. Not you, but them. <laughs> yeah. you. She's like, what? what? I was like, wait, I don't think I was booked for that one <laughs> yeah. yet. We'll, we'll be at Severed, Severed in Stroudsburg, uh, Pennsylvania on mm. uh, May 27th and at First Contact Film Festival on May 28th. Screening Data States at 2.40. You can get tickets for that. Uh, go, go See to it. Website. Data States rock. I've seen it. I need it on DVD <laughs> and I am not playing. <laughs> <laughs> we did not pay for that. Uh, go to Best our, movie. No. Nope, didn't didn't pay for that at all. Nope. Uh, go to our website, massgravepictures.com, and click up at the announcement header at the top to buy tickets for that uh, for uh, first contact. Uh, hopefully, we'll be we should be getting an announcement this week whether or not we're playing at Severed. We submitted two short films. Uh, the deadline is Monday, so Ooh, good luck. I hope you. Yeah, so I hope they're smart the, enough to know the film your films. <laughs> oh no, we we've, we've screened there before. No, we don't. Yeah, so good. there's a chance we'll be there. I don't I know. You know, so. I don't want to. I'm not going to say 100% that we're going to be not there. There's, there's always a chance. There's always a chance. We there's, there's always, you know. Nothing but, on that um, wood. Yeah, so the, the the deadline for that was Monday. It's now 
technically it's Wednesday that you're hearing this, so we should have we Happy should hump know day. by now. <laughs> yeah, we should technically know by now. If not, we'll probably know by Friday. So check out our Facebook pages and our website for that. So severed May 27th at the Sherman Theater in Strasburg, PA, and. First contact May twenty eighth in Lake Patcong. Lake Patcong, <laughs> Camp Jefferson, New Jersey. I hate that word. <laughs> I, hate that word. I froze and just waited. I was like, "That's going to be a stressful word." I'll wait. <laughs> I and word. I hope to see everybody at Scaricon in Massachusetts, June second through fourth. There you go. Absolutely. You won't be there. Well, I'll see you again later on. Yeah. <laughs> see you, Grindhouse. Yeah, we'll see you, Grindhouse. There we go. Sooner. Until then, thanks for listening, everybody. Follow us. Uh, subscribe to us on Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Google Play, and whatever other podcatching choice app of your choice. Uh, rate us, review us, and share us to your friends. Um, that's it for Filmmaking Sucks. Thank you, everybody, and make good films. Happy horrors. Happy horrors.